The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hello, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together every week to discuss the world of healing. That's something that we need now more than ever. But if you're new to my show, I just wanted to welcome you. And if you've been coming along with us for a while, welcome back. So I'm super excited to have one of my my dear friends and soul sisters with us today. And she's going to talk to us about how do we heal the people. And we live in a world right now where where the shift is happening. Shift is happening is something that Kristen says a lot. <laughs> it's really fun. And people are waking up, expanding their consciousness. And during this time of expansion, we really need guides, just like Kristen is. Kristen's an, an artist, visionary, and a healer. Um, Kristen Johnson... Is, I've known her for years, and um, she wrote this incredible book called Heal the People that she told me about years ago when it was just like a gleam in her eye. <laughs> and it was um, it's so amazing to see that she's brought this book forward. Um, I, I have the privilege of having uh, written the, the foreword for her. Um, and I don't know, Kristen, I'm so glad you're here on the planet. I'm so glad your book is here on the planet mm-hmm. because we really need help during the shift in human uh, human consciousness. So welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm really honored to be here and be on your show. I know, like it, we've come a long way, you know, like what, so I met you, I don't know, was it 10 years ago or yeah. Yeah, something like that? Yeah. yeah, where you, you know, wandered into like your little, little fairy, little waif wandering into the energy medicine school where I was teaching and I knew at that time you were already you were a magical, special kind of person, and it's just been amazing to see how how far you've traveled in your journey, and that that's part of what you're sharing in your book, Heal the People. So, can you tell us a little bit about your how you got started in your journey and where you got this vision of healing the people? Yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's been quite an epic experience to say the least. A um, little over ten years ago. I would say that I was always kind of like a um, mystically curious person. Like I always wanted to believe in magic, you know, like there was like this truth in my soul that's like magic is real and it's real, even like extraordinary magic is possible, even in the ordinary world. And I think that that wisdom of the soul is what led me to kind of studying um, mystery school type stuff. And and when I found the when I found the healing school, when I found you and um, and Reese and kind of the tribe, I think the container was held for me to really anchor down on my purpose on the planet. And, um, and so finding, finding other like minds really helped me explore the potentials for healing. And that led me to plant medicine and plant medicine was what really showed me the, the cover and the title of the book. And that really catapulted me on this quest to figure out 
Like, what does that mean? Because plant medicine just showed me the title, Heal the People. And then I had to dig into the question, what, is, what does that look like? What does it mean to heal the people? Hmm. And what does it mean? Well, um, I guess for me, what I've learned is that healing the people is learning how to human, how to human on multiple levels of consciousness, not just the physical, not just the emotional, but the compassionate, the expressive, the intuitive, the spiritual. Like, how do we human on all planes of human existence? And then maybe even some that are above above human existence. Hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I, I think that a lot of times as humans, we feel like we're trying to escape the heavy gravity of the planet. You know, we're trying to like be more spiritual and kind of ditch the human experience. And so much of us are miserable and we hate it. We hate being human and... And what you're saying is we really need to lean into that and fully embrace and accept our humanity as the, that's what, that's what the healing is, right? Yeah, I think so. I spent the first half of my life trying to like get out, like you said, like trying to escape, trying to avoid. And what I realized is that if we really ground down and we really integrate the human, um, we can't, it's like spiritual exploration I find is really, um, it, it, it becomes more powerful when it's fully integrated into the human body. You know, mm. it be- we become more powerful if we're fully grounded. There's, there, I think there's this concept, especially in spiritual sort of new age circles, that everything is love and above. Everything is love and light. Everything is airy fairy. And there's a truth to that. But if we can't ground it down, if we can't anchor it into the human, I think the human is the part of us that really is actually very powerful. And my life became a lot better when I surrendered to being human and embraced it. And then it got really fun. And now I love it. I know you're like one of the most creative people I, I know. So, um, so you have a healing center, not too far from where I live. And, um, there's a lot of art going on there and a lot of like, you know, meditation and things that are going on. And every time I I talked to you, you're doing some, some very beautiful and cool new art project. You know, it's amazing to see the breadth of your creativity. Thank you. I think creativity, I think all human beings are creative and creativity is to me, it's equal to love. I don't think, I think that, you know, they say like love and fear are kind of contrasting. I think if you're, if you're in your creative flow and you're genuinely in that zone of creativity, it's almost like fear doesn't exist. It doesn't have control over us and so i find that if people can tap into that part of themselves that is creative that's expansive then they have this this power you know this power to create in the world and you know we're all creative we have this illusion that creators that's really more the truth of it right we're all creators that's it that's exactly it yeah yeah so in your book, you use sort of two lenses, and these are things that we, we learned in the in energy medicine school, you know, that we were both in, um, uh, the chakras and these, uh, these personality profiles. Well, um, tell us a little bit about them and why you chose them as the lens to use for the healing. Yeah, those were learning, um, learning the system, the chakra system and the profile system changed my life because I felt as though it gave me a map. Like it gave me a roadmap for how to human. And I think awakening can be so overwhelming because all of a sudden you, you wake up and you realize there's this, all this information, there is infinite potential, there's limitless creativity, and there's all of these avenues 
to explore the self. And it can be really overwhelming um, to try to narrow it down and choose one. And you might even get choice paralysis where you don't choose anything at all because the amount of information is so vast. Mm -hmm. But learning the chakra system and learning the profiles gave me a language of energy. And I didn't have to trust anything other than what I knew and what I felt. You know, especially when it comes to um, spiritual development and, and, you know, because and it's exactly what you teach. You have these psychic openings and you, you some people do, you know, see guides and, and have visions and um, some people don't. And so for the people that don't, knowing the map, like being able to use your life as a mirror and not necessarily, you know, if you're not having these um, profound visions you can use your life as a mirror. So maybe you can't see the chakra spinning in your body. You can't see if it's gunked up. You can't see if it's blocked. You can use, if you learn the language, you can use your life as the reflector, right? Of like, okay, where is my life showing me where my energy is not working? And once I learned the map, mm-hmm. I, had, I had a language for why my life wasn't working. And then I had the tools to fix it. And it changed my life. I think that, that's such a beautiful description. I loved it. And I think like when I was first heard about chakras, I was like in my 20s and this, this was a long time ago in, in the 80s, you know, and I was in a yoga class and they're like spinning wheels of light. And my I was like, who cares? You know, like, why do we care about chakras? And when if we think all they are is spinning wheels of light, why? Why really would we care? But, you know, what you just said is that there's so much more there. There are aspects of our life you know and we have problems in our life so um how how it's like a map you know a a map of meaning that we can use to make sense of well why why am i really good at this one thing but i can never get this other thing in my life sorted out you know and then you might you know i never can get relationships or i never can get money or everything is good except that i don't have my health you know um that those chakras can help us see like what what's not working and what could be working. Exactly. Absolutely. And especially to learning, um, learning the the profiles helped as well, because it it helped me to understand that there are distinctly different types of people. And so I could, I could then relate to other people um, better because I knew how they moved their energy. And so I could, I could accept sort of like the relationships in my life. I had a tool for navigating like my life was a mess before I learned this language. And then I learned the language and it's like, oh my God, we're all speaking this invisible language of energy. And once you learn it, then you have a guide. You're not trying to translate, you know, not knowing a language. For me, it was like learning a whole new language. Yeah, it really is. And the and the profiles, so there's five major profiles and and it's sort of five different types of human, you know, or five subspecies of humans, right? And I think we have, for me anyway, like a lot of pain and suffering if we're trying to be somebody that we're really not. You know, we kind of reject who we really are and we try really hard to be something else. And that creates a lot of pain and suffering. From for, And for me, the profiles are this liberation, like you said, around, well, I can just be myself. And then when you are allowing yourself to be yourself, there's so much more flow and joy and happiness in your life. Yes. Yeah. It gives you the freedom to be you because like, you know, so many times we look at these people and their lives feel so, you know, beautiful and shiny. And we think, oh, I want what they have. But if their lives are beautiful and shiny and they're genuinely fulfilled, 
it's because they're being themselves. And if we try to be them, then we might get lost in projecting our energy as opposed to just accepting the language of our own soul and like learning the language of our own soul and understanding the profiles like helped me with that because I realized, oh, I can just be me. And the more I surrendered into that and learned about like what that even means, the, like my life got better and learning the language and being able to help other people understand maybe what might be their unique profile, why they might behave the way they behave and, and being able to see the, the light side of it and sort of the shadow side of it. It, it just helps people understand, you know, and feel safe, right? The profiles help people feel safe. And I think that's all the world really genuinely wants is to, to feel safe. And when you're, when you're connected to your soul, you have an eternal safety that doesn't really have to do with the world outside of you because it's an inner knowing that it's mm-hmm. safe to be yourself. Right. And, and all the misery, misery, not all, but a lot of the misery and pain and suffering have come from being, trying to be not ourselves or not knowing who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to, trying to control the world outside of us in order to cultivate a feeling of safety that can only genuinely come by being tapped into something really infinite and eternal within the self. It's an inward journey. Right. That makes so much sense. And so how do we tell what profile we are? So that's, it's such a good question because I think you genuinely just have to feel it. And so one of the things that I explained in Heal the People is there's two kind of camps when it comes to this knowledge, right? There's the sort of psychological model, which wouldn't define you as a type, rather a behavior of what you do with your energy. And then there's a spiritual model that, um, that we learned really heavily in the school with Reese is that these are inborn soul qualities. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, um, is it this or is it that? And I learned to surrender to, it's not really an either or, it's a both and. So what I would say is to read all of them and figure out which one feels the most, it resonates the most. It's like, okay, I do that behavior. Right. So what I what I really liked and what I included in the book is how these different profiles move their energy. So usually when you're in a state of distress, for example, I tend to do the thinker pattern. So I will move my energy up and out of my body in order to try to create a sense of safety. So all of these profiles in their defense, they're just trying to create safety. Mm. So what we learned is that the EIS or the, the poor me profile they will move their energy when they're in a state of distress. They will move their energy away from their core and they will try to merge it with another human in order, right. in order to create safety. So it's this merging pattern, right? It's this emotionally. And so they get really good at um, feeling the emotions of other people. And so different profiles will do this differently. But energetically, what they're doing is they're moving away from their core, which is the true sense of safety. And they're just managing it in different ways. Some of us will get explosive, right? The enforcer will blow up. So learning how you manage your energy is what gives you the power to to re-manage it back to your core. So when you are feeling overwhelmed, how do you reconnect with your core soul self? Because that is your power for creating peace and healing in the world. That's how we heal the people, is we help people reconnect to their own soul self. That's great. I love that so much. 
And you had like some pretty intense, hairy moments in your journey. Like, what was the turning point for you, where uh, where you you had that breakthrough and changed everything? Well, I think first it was the school realizing that there were other humans in the world who perceived reality in a similar way. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't have any connection to spirituality. Um, I didn't have, I, I wasn't raised in any specific type of faith, which probably was a good thing because it, it gave me the freedom to explore like what was my faith. Um, but, but finding the school it almost, and I write about it in the book, like it gave me this sense of belonging that I never even knew I longed for. It was like, oh, I belong here. These are my people. And then that created this sense of safety that was, it was like a density enough for me to really anchor down on the planet. Hmm. And then after being in the school for a couple years um, was when I really, I realized that I had a mission here, that I, I, I was going to do something in the world. I wanted to be of service. And, and then I did the plant medicine and the plant medicine was the turning point that was that liberated me to actually do the work that I came here to do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that plant medicine journey. Like what what happened? I've always, yes. been, afraid, I've always been afraid to do it. So I'm really inspired that you did it. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't blame you. And um, I don't I advocate plant medicine for people who genuinely feel really, really called to it. Um, or if they really need it and they feel it in their soul that they need it. Um, I, I don't play with plant medicine. I feel like it's a wise teacher and, um, and you know when you need it. And when I was in the second year of the school, I was still really suffering with opiate addiction. And this plant teacher showed up, like I learned about it and I got that same feeling overwhelming me, the same feeling I got when I walked into the school for the first time was this overwhelming yes, like this inner yes of like, this is, this is what you need. This is your medicine. And, um, and so I surrendered to the call and it totally, I mean, it changed my whole life. It, when I, when I was journeying with Iboga, which was the plant medicine that I used specifically for opiate addiction, it's an, it's a addiction interrupter is the way that I would explain it. Um, it gave me the vision of the book and it showed me, you know, the yellow, the yellow, yellow cover and the HTP showed up on the book, which was so wild because the school at the time was called HTP, Healer Training Program. But the book spelled out Heal the People and this whole crowd of people gathered around the book chanting. And it was the only time in the whole journey that I sat up and I, I like looked at, I locked eyes with the woman providing the medicine. And I said, I, I think I just saw the first book I'm going to write. And, and it just, it sent me on this epic quest. Not only did it free me from really like agonizing self-imprisonment, because when I was done with that journey, I was done with opiates. I never abused drugs again. My whole life, it, it, I would say that Iboga reconnected me with the essence of my soul in the same way that I was learning through the program. It just used a different tool. It was energy medicine. That's what Iboga was. It, it was energy medicine. Um, and it just, it just changed my life. It changed my perspective and it delivered my mission. Once I had the vision, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you've done, I mean, you've done it, you know, you've really, you know, wrote, wrote, wrote this book and created this community of all the people that are coming, coming together to find 
support during this expansion, during the shift. So um, I have a couple of T-shirts from your from your from your shop that say "Shift Happens," right? <laughs> and what can you tell us about the shift? Like, what does that mean to you? And and how do you, like what should it mean to us, really? Yeah, I think there's a there's an epic shift in consciousness happening on the planet right now. People are waking up. They're waking up and they're asking deeper questions. Why am I the way that I am? What is the meaning and the purpose of my existence? I think that a the the soul is being stirred within humanity. And I think this was happening long before the events of 2020 ever took place. But I do believe that 2020 was a major catalyst for that, um, like that almost like a dark night of the soul, like a collective dark night of, of, for people who all of a sudden the world outside doesn't seem so safe and predictable anymore. So the, the, the journey becomes an inward one. So you're asking those deeper questions. And I think right. those questions always exist, you know, like that, that, that wondering of like, who am I? What is this? What is this experience? And usually suffering leads us to those questions, you know, um, but usually when we start asking them genuinely and sincerely, our lives start to shift and change. And I think that's what the expansion in human consciousness is about, is because when you ask those questions, it's almost like a higher dimension. You invite in this higher dimension to, to, to work with you and through you to bring about a positive change on the planet. The, we heal the planet by healing the people. Consciousness creates reality, right? And we talked about, like you said it, we're all creators. We are all creators. We are all responsible for the experience of our reality. And so if we get enough people on the planet consciously choosing the reality they desire, which most likely is going to look like one of inspiration and love and optimism and, and things, that they, um, things that they enjoy, perhaps the world would be a more peaceful place. Do I think it's the shift means we're going to shift into an ultimate utopia? I don't know. That would be great. But if you've got a lot of people who are inspired and lit up and passionate about what they're creating then there's going to be a more joyful experience of life. Hmm. I, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, before our internal shift happens, we're living really strongly from our unconscious self, right? That's sort of programmed by our trauma, by our un, unexamined thinking, like all of, you know, the, just the rote thinking that we do, by our, our suppressed and denied feelings, you know? This kind of creates this, like, that we create from if we're all creators, you know, and the work that you have in your book, the chakra work and the profile work cleans that up, cleans out the traumas, the leftover things we haven't processed, teaches us how to process our emotions, how to run our energy. So we sort of move into this higher self that we have, you know, and if we're creating from a higher self, then hopefully we're going to create a world that's more full of love and joy and creativity and harmony and, all those other things that we value from that level, right? Exactly. That's it. it that sums it up. That's the work. That's how we heal. That's it. Higher embodiment. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then so there's cool. the mystical piece too, though, right? It's like, how do we, how do we create from the quantum? That's the fun stuff that, that it comes towards the end of the book is like, how do we use our consciousness 
to create our life experience? How do we liberate ourselves from the confines of the body and merge with something that is like infinite? That's like, that's really, I think what drew me to this work was the, was the, the spiritual mystical aspect of it. Like, can we create using our mind alone? And that's a really fun, um, that's really fun work too. It, it seems to me like, um, you know, if we're going to get to that quantum place, if we're going to get to that dimension where we can download our thoughts, like instantly create them, we better spend all this time cleaning up our thoughts, cleaning up our feelings. So I don't think we get the keys to that kingdom until we've done the work that's in your book. Yes. Thank you for saying that because it's true. You know, when you have a spiritual awakening, it's almost like you want to bypass the human part of you. Like you want to dive right into that and kind of like live in that world. But if you don't purify the lower energy centers, if they're still clogged up with, like you said, your traumas and your emotional stuff and like all of your stuckness, really your manifestation is going to be filtered through that energetic um, debris as well. So you're going to be bringing more of that like, isn't that the experience of enlightenment? It was like, you have to work through all that shadow stuff. So then what you're creating, it's almost like a filtering process or like an alchemical process. So you can bring more gold into the world by first doing the excavating of the lead. (laughs) I love that. Beautiful. So Kristen, how can people find your book? Let's talk about that first. It's such a beautiful book. And I love it that, you know, it, it's, you saw it in a vision and here it is like, um, in the world. So how can people find it? Um, so the, the best way to get the book right now is, um, right on Amazon. So if you just go on Amazon, search, heal the people, it'll, it'll pop up. I mean, I have copies in my store as well. If people want to come down to new England and visit, or if they're from new England, um, come to quantum and visit, I have copies here, but the easiest way is probably right through Amazon. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. Um, I hope, I hope everybody drops by and gets this book. It's really, really inspiring and beautiful. And you do have this healing center, this space called Quantum. Let's um, how to let's see the website for that and and understand. It's quantum uh, quantumhw.com is the the link there. And what's happening there at Quantum Health and Wellness? So many different things. All all spiritual things, all creative things. We do trainings. Um, we do readings. We do healing work. We do yoga and meditation. We have group um, recovery groups for people who are um, transcending the limitations of um, addiction. Anything to help people grow and expand into their higher self. Um, we do here. We do monthly sound baths. We do um, journeys. If people just go to the website and go on the events page, um, there's always different things happening. And quite a lot of them are things you can um, participate in remotely too. So it's definitely, um, even if you're not here from New- in New England, um, check it out because there's some pretty cool stuff going on in there. Yeah, it's a beautiful space. I'm really... Um, really humbled by the experience of having quantum and just the people who show up, they, I'm most inspired by the people, you know, the people who show up and do the work. Yeah. It's powerful work. And then they go out and they do the work in their lives and we change the world one person at a time. I love that. That's so funny. That's the, um, code phrase. That's the, um, uh, tagline for my radio show. Did you know that? I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the work. Awesome. Well, Kristen, it's been so beautiful having you and knowing you all these years and then having you on the show and seeing your book, which 
It's a bestseller in like seven different categories. So way to go, girl. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And uh, thanks for all of you for being with us today. Um, If you want to visit me, you can come by lisacampion.com and check out my work there. I work a lot with sensitive psychics healer type folks, and I have a lot of free resources for people whose psychic gifts are emerging or if you're just tuning into the fact that maybe you're an empath, I've got some stuff for you. Um, So drop by lisacampion.com. And thanks for being with us today um, here in the Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.